You're listening to the Create Yourself Podcast, episode number eight. Some of you have probably heard of the green beauty movement in one way or another, but there really seems to be a lot of gray areas and confusion when it comes to clean living. Join me while I learn from Jamie Jones, the creator of the Healthy Beautiful Woke Group, what all of this is about, why it's important, how to get started, and how to navigate through it all. Jamie is a Southern girl raised in Nigeria and now currently lives outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. She studied to be a Spanish teacher and taught statewide, but also spent three years living in Bolivia where she taught English. Her love of teaching has continued to inundate her daily life. She is a homeschooling mom of five. They're seven and under. She is also an administrator of an educational group on Facebook called The Healthy, Beautiful, Woke where she shares education to help women learn about ingredients and how to shop for clean personal care products and avoid greenwashers. Before we get started, I wanted to thank you for listening, subscribing, leaving reviews, sharing on social media, and being a member. Doing these things helps me reach even more women and teach them to create themselves. Let's get to it. Hello, gorgeous. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You're listening to the Create Yourself podcast. I believe that life isn't about finding yourself, but creating yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Fegley, and I'm here to help you create your life through positivity, self-confidence, and self-care. Keep listening for all of the best tips and tricks to get you through this crazy thing called life and make a few friends along the way. Hate commercials? Want exclusive content? Wish you could be the first to listen? Head over to patreon.com slash sarahfigley for all of that and more. You'll be glad you did. That's patreon.com slash sarahfigley. Hey you. Yeah, you with the side hustle, the nine to five, kids, a to-do list that's a mile long, and I bet you barely have time to go to a salon or paint your own nails without smudges. Maybe you've even given up on trying to have nice looking nails. Well, guess what? I figured out the secret. 100% nail polish strips that are free of formaldehydes, DBP, camophore, xylene, and more. Wait, no, it's not a vinyl wrap that requires heat, tools, and a bit of skill. These are just a base coat, color coat, and top coat all in one. And they go on just like a sticker without any tools or heat. Want even more details? Head over to sarahfegley.com slash myfavoritenailpolish for more. Hello, Jamie. Thank you so much for deciding to share your wisdom with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So um, let's just tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, I am a stay-at-home mom of five. I homeschool my two older ones, and um, I am a lover of all things toxin-free, and I love to educate and empower women with information that helps them when they are searching and shopping for personal care products and reducing their body burden. That is so cool. So what brought you to... um 
how did you end up finding out about all of this clean living stuff? So I started my toxin-free journey um, with food, actually, and um, we uh, tweaked our diets. We started learning about, you know, um, the dangers of dairy and gluten sometimes to um, inflammation in the body, and um, we changed our diets, and I started to see real results um, in my health, and from there, it just kind of catapulted, snowballed um, into other areas, you know, um, the air we breathe, the cleaning supplies we use. Um, anything that our skin touches. And so um, naturally things changed. Um, We changed all of our cleaning products out. We um, started looking at our air quality in our home. Um, And then of course, um, what kind of clothing we were wearing, what kind of sheets we were using. And um, it just never clicked with me to actually look at my personal care. And I don't know why, because it seems pretty obvious now (laughs) um, after the fact. But um, I joined a group um, on Facebook that was all about education about a year and a half ago, and it just opened my eyes to of what is actually in, um, you know, personal care in America and the kind of lack of regulation that we have in that area. Yeah, before I even joined your your Facebook group, I had noticed that a lot of the cosmetic companies in the U.S. were using all of these ingredients that eat, like Europe has banned. And I just found that very interesting that being a first world country, we allow allow stuff like that in our products. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually been uh, over 85 years, I think, since the U.S. has had any um, real legislation to... Um, determine what is allowed in personal care products. And, um, you know, it's just really a throwback to the fifties when people were being, were getting excited about chemistry. You know, they started using all kinds of synthetics and plastic was exciting. You know, everything like that was exciting. Come to find out, you know, here we are, (laughs) you know, 60 years later, 70 years later. And, um, so much of that stuff is actually unsafe. Um, but the U S has still done nothing to change, um, their regulations on what we use, but Europe has moved way past us. Um, whereas we only, um, we only ban about 11, 11 ingredients, um, you know, of the thousands of green of ingredients used in personal care. Um, the European union has actually banned about 1300. So that just gives you an idea of where we are here in the U S. That is absolutely crazy. So when you were working overseas, did any of this, I, um, I'm assuming this is before you had started your clean living, uh, but were did have you realized that a lot of the stuff that they were doing was maybe a lot more clean than what a typical U.S. house does? So I grew up in Africa, which is wonderful because um, there's no, there's not the heavy processing that we have here. I had um, quite a bit of. Um, you know, fresh food and those sorts of things growing up, although there's a lot of pollution. Um, and so, but as a kid, no, I wasn't aware of what I was putting on my skin. Um, in fact, actually, I remember one time because we lived in a dorm situation um, for a little bit and somebody got lice and we all had to line up and put our heads in kerosene. <laughs> so <laughs> I know there wasn't that focus. Um, but uh, then when we lived overseas, I, as an adult, I did actually live overseas as well. And that's when I was starting to think about what I was putting on my skin and just the comparison between, you know, the U S versus other countries. Of course, 
you know, some of them are a little less developed. And so um, just natural, more natural resources are available. And that's because that's all there was um, versus here where everything is processed and it's hard to buy anything raw or fresh, you know, so that's a big difference for sure. Wow, that's just crazy. Kerosene, <laughs> dumping your head in kerosene. Um, so you were teaching overseas. And was that what made you decide to start homeschooling your children here? So um, I studied to be a teacher, a Spanish teacher. Um, and I always had a heart for service. I've always wanted to serve people. And um, I love teaching. I love kids. I particularly love middle school kids. Um, I get that sense of humor, and um, I pretty much have that, that kind of sense of humor. So middle schoolers like me. Plus, they're not all bigger than me. So <laughs> that was my draw. Um, but I decided to homeschool after being a middle school teacher and seeing the kind of stress that the public school system um, can put on a kid. And um, just wanting to be the main influencer in my child's life and make sure that they were receiving, you know, an education that I felt like was going to match their personality or their learning style. Um, that was my, that was really where I wanted to go because I, I watched so many kids fall through the cracks, um, even in my own classroom, because I couldn't provide that personalized education that they needed. Um, so I wanted to make sure that for my children that I was able to provide that for them. That's awesome. I know a lot of ladies in our area have a lot of bigger, better opportunities, at least just because the Charlotte area seems to be from other places that I've lived more homeschool friendly. So I think that there's a lot of ladies either thinking about homeschooling or that do homeschool here in the area. So I guess we can get right into this whole green beauty movement that I'm sure pretty much everybody might have at least heard bits and pieces of at this point in their life. But I know that there's a lot of controversy as far as what it actually is. And obviously, the whole marketing techniques that companies use cause a lot of confusion. So what exactly is the green beauty movement? So the green, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the green beauty movement fairly new within the last, I want to say, like maybe like five to seven years, has um, really started to explode. And um, the problem that arises with it, it's a great movement. It's all about um, educating women, providing products that are clean, that are actually clean, that um, are up to date with the science that we have from studies, you know, done by the EU or done by other um, responsible organizations that look at chemicals, like the um, the campaign for um, safe cosmetics, that's a great one, and the EWG, and then, of course, um, <clears throat> other brands and stuff. So it is a wonderful, wonderful movement, and I so appreciate being a part of it. Um, but <clears throat> unfortunately... Uh, corruption doesn't, isn't, um, these, this movement isn't exempt from sometimes the corruption of marketing. And like you mentioned, um, many companies have jumped on the bandwagon without actually doing their homework, without actually putting in the work. Um, they use a lot of confusing, um, terms like botanical, sometimes even organic, chemical free, um, you know, a lot of confusing terms to market themselves to people who are looking for a healthier or cleaner lifestyle through their personal care. And so what happens is that sometimes these products are even more dangerous than conventional 
non uh, what we like to call greenwashing brands. So greenwashing is when a company uses fancy terms to market themselves in a way that is counter what their actual products are. So the green beauty movement is really trying to push in that direction, but there are some people riding the wave or some brands that are riding the wave that are not actually doing the real, real work. So part of my role here in the green beauty movement, what I like to do is to help women to be able to see through that to see through the greenwashing. Um, I do a lot of ingredient education and I do a lot of um, like product reviewing. Um, and I try to keep people up to date on information we get about brands. You know, um, if, if a formula changes, we try to let people know as soon as possible because sometimes these brands that are really great, they start out really awesome, get sold out. And then, you know, um, formulas change when big companies become a part of the equation. So um, that's really my role is to help women to be able to walk into a grocery store and have the power to be able to say no to greenwashing brands and to know better. So you, I'm not sure if we completely covered of why it's so important for you to focus on this as an individual. Uh, We kind of touched on it here and there, but why exactly is it so important to do this clean living? That's an awesome question because that is absolutely um, a big piece. So everybody has a reason why. Everybody has a reason why they come to the green beauty movement asking questioning, questions, wanting to know why. Um, and, you know, uh, the main reason across the board for everyone that usually come to is body burden. And body burden is the, um, the amount of chemicals that is Tech, that is in your body technically at the, at any given time. So um, body burden has been attributed to things like um, disease, to, to chronic disease, autoimmune, cancer, um, hormone disruption, all kinds of things. And um, that is really the goal behind the green beauty movement, the why in general. Now, everybody has their own personal reason for coming there. And for me, um, I grew up in a kind of a, a bit of a stressful situation um, from the beginning because my father passed away from uh, from brain cancer. And um, everyone in his family has actually passed away from cancer or heart disease um, except one of my aunts. Like my grandparents are gone and his five other siblings are gone except for my one aunt. She's, she's alone. And they've all passed away from diseases that could be attributed to body burden and unhealthy lifestyles. And So really, all my life, I just figured that this was going to be my destiny. My destiny was that I would be a victim to um, disease at some point. And I remember the moment that I learned about body burden and I learned about being able to take control of what I'm putting on my body, what I'm breathing in, and change all of these things. I don't have complete control. Obviously, there are genetics that take, you know, you have to take into consideration, but so much they're finding now out now in science that so much of disease is just caused by our choices in what we eat and our environments. So for me, the big why was I wanted to change this mindset and destiny that I had in my own life that where I was going to be a victim to disease. I am not going to be a victim to disease. I'm going to fight um, and I'm going to help change the lifestyle for me and my family and for as many women as I can who feel like they might also be a victim or they might at some point have to fight these battles with diseases that um, could very well just be from their personal choices. 
That's awesome that you're able to do this for so many people because, I mean, personally, I'm in the same boat as your family. Like, pretty much my entire family, if they die, it is from cancer or heart problems. And so, and I mean, if you go and talk to pretty much anyone out there, they know somebody in their family like has had cancer and it's just on, I feel like it's one of those things that has been an increasing and increasing over the years. Yes, it's the numbers, um, you know, uh, 20 years ago, breast cancer in women was, um, or maybe it was like 40 years ago, was one in 20. Um, and more recently, in the early 2000s, it was more like one in eight women are going to develop breast cancer in their lifetimes. And I agree, it's something that it's just been increasing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really eye opening when you see how much all of these things in your life can affect your health. Um, I mean, it can be overwhelming too, um, because there's a lot and you're all of a sudden you're like, I need to change everything in my life. But, um, you know, we, we teach a lot about making simple, practical steps. We don't want people to spend themselves, spend so much money that they go into debt trying to change their lifestyle or anything, but, you know, just making those small changes can make a big difference and impacting your health. That's great. So you did bring up that you teach people how to do this in a cost effective way. Cause I know that is another thing that kind of people are hesitant about all of this because it seems like everything is a lot more expensive, but um, if you do it that way, that makes it a lot more bearable. So as far as when you're looking for those products, are there any marketing tactics, like words that you should kind of, that would raise red flags? Um, so, uh, yeah, so there are quite a few, um, really you should never judge a bottle by the front. Um, you should always, what, what I advocate for is definitely that people always learn basic ingredients, um, to avoid and flip over the bottle and look at the ingredient list. But there are times when you can see that a company is really trying to sell you, um, a product and they, they are not being quite honest. For example, chemical free is a term, um, that doesn't really mean anything. Um, essentially water is a chemical, salt is a chemical, um, pretty much everything is a chemical. So, to say something is chemical free is not very honest. And while when people ask for something that's chemical free, what they're actually saying is probably that they want to avoid harsh chemicals, which is very legitimate, um, you know, desire. However, companies can use that term to confuse people because they know what chemical means. And so they can say that and hope to confuse people. But that's one. Um, Organic is a little more, um, there's a little more regulation in the use of that term, but things like natural, um, if something says natural, definitely flip it over and look uh, at the back. Um, natural doesn't really mean much <laughs> of anything um, because, you know, arsenic is natural. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of things out there that are dangerous and not safe that are um, natural. So, things like that. You have to be, you kind of have to be a word sleuth and an ingredient detective and all in ones. Gotcha. So I would ask, 
your ingredient list to avoid, but you mentioned that we only have a very, very small portion of the 100,000 or whatever number that you said in the beginning that um, we're missing. So I guess, are there any top ingredients to avoid or um, are there any more found in certain products than others, like maybe a facial versus like a cleaning product, anything in those categories that you should are one of the top ones that you need to avoid? So with personal care, um, there, I mean, um, there are quite a few that we try to teach people about right off the bat that you, they will find in almost every, um, every personal care product. Um, we like to smell good. Fragrance is the number one. It's easy to spot. It always says fragrance. Um, the reason that fragrance is so um, dangerous is because fragrance is proprietary to the company. They don't have to release to us what is in fragrance. And oftentimes it is a cocktail of hundreds of chemicals that don't just scent the product. They um, do other things. They are um, dangerous um, preservatives and formaldehyde releasing um, ingredients. And what that means is over time as it sits on the shelf, it releases it. Uh, there's a chemical reaction that happens on the shelf that releases formaldehyde into the product to make its shelf life last longer. Well, I mean, who really wants formaldehyde rubbed on their face or on their body? Um, you know, that's for <laughs> embalming dead people. So, or pieces of our bodies, you know, or, or animals. So, um, that's one example. Fragrance is definitely something to stay away from. And it has studies have shown, um, the campaign for safe cosmetics released a study that it is the most uh, body burdening of all the ingredients. Um, and there are some top ones. In fact, some of them are products geared for children. So that's one to stay away from. If it doesn't state what the fragrance is, stay away from it. Parabens is another. Parabens um, have been found in 95% of breast cancers. And um, they have tricky names too is the other, that's the other crazy part is all of these things have multiple different types of names, um, different pseudonyms and nomenclature and chemistry can be crazy and hard to track um, on ingredient labels. So it's good to have a few names like there's butylparaben, there's propylparaben, there's a bunch of different types, names of parabens. Um, and so companies know that this is a dangerous ingredient and they have said they'll say no parabens, but they'll they'll replace it with other preservatives. And a lot of greenwashed companies, instead of using a paraben, will use actually phenoxyethanol. And that's another one I teach about. I see this one in greenwashed companies all the time. Um, and in kids' products, like it's maddening. Um, but phenoxyethanol is a neurotoxin and ha even the FDA has warned about its use um, in babies. Um, they've seen um, some very terrible side effects in children and it's a, it's a neurotoxin. So it's going to be building up in the brain. Um, things like that. Let's see. Are there any more that I try to teach people about? Um, things like loose titanium dioxide because I, because I personalize and personal and do personal care, things like loose titanium dioxide because of working with powders and that sort of thing is inhaled often. And, um, titanium dioxide when inhaled is a carcinogen. So, that's the sort of thing that I teach about. And I mean, there are countless others, like you said, thousands. I don't teach about thousands. What I try to do is um, help you spot the most common ones so that you can avoid those kinds of products. 
That's awesome. A lot of information to take in. So what is the best way for people to find out about all of this that you're talking about, the teachings? Where where do they find you and this group? So I started Healthy Beautiful Woke almost a year ago. Um, on the 22nd, actually, will be my one-year anniversary. And um, the group, again, is called Healthy Beautiful, healthy.beautiful.woke. And it, um, it kind of reflects a lot of what I was going through at the time when I started it. Um, of course, wanting to be healthy, wanting to focus on, you know, beauty products and things like that, especially geared towards women, because women actually have a higher body burden than men because we use, you know, 10 times as many products as men. Um, so we are under more, um, we're in more danger for the, the things that we use on our bodies. But um, I use the term woke because um, just the feelings and the the information that I received was so eye-opening and so uh, revolutionary and how it changed my life and how I saw and watched it changing other people's lives that it just perfectly reflected what I was going through. And so that's the, that's the group. That's where I do all my education. It's on Facebook. It's a closed group and, but anyone is, is welcome to join. Um, and I do a lot of, we do, um, there's a master list in the group that has uh, brands that are toxin free that I recommend. And, um, you know, I always take recommendations too. we vet them thoroughly and I'll have a lot of ladies who help me in the group, um, and help me moderate and, you know, that even test the products with me to give their opinion on them. And then, um, again, the education, we teach about all of these ingredients that you should avoid in your products. And we also teach about really great ingredients. It's not all big negative, Debbie Downer kind of a group. It's a great group for building encouragement and positivity in looking for things that are actually good for you, finding um, alternatives that are healthy and even just simple, making your life simpler, um, using things in multiple ways, multitasking, that sort of thing. Um, it's, it's really great. And then we throw in, you know, some food here and there or some cleaning products or uh, organic clothing, <laughs> bedding, things like that. That's great. And I know that ever since I've been a part of this group on Facebook that I've been a lot more aware of what I'm purchasing and and the choices that I make, especially when I it comes time to replace anything that I mean, I don't go through makeup very fast, but when it when whenever like I'm starting to get low on stuff and I in my what I'm looking for, I just a lot of it has open my eyes from what I have been learning from this group. And I, I personally absolutely love all of the information you guys give in there and the help too. You can always ask questions and you guys are really knowledgeable about everything. So do you have any tips or tricks that seem to really help people just starting out on this? Any like apps maybe that help them make decisions because there are so many different ingredients that it's hard to sometimes remember them when you're at the store like oh what was that called again was it this because a lot of chemicals sound the same yes absolutely um so my first tip will always be you know take a deep breath when you start to realize it. don't panic don't be overwhelmed just making small changes like you said as you as you run out of something, then 
find a toxin-free alternative, make it a slow change, slow process. Um, it shouldn't be overwhelming and it shouldn't be crazy. And there are, um, some, there are economical options usually. Um, sometimes it's going back to basics, but it is going to be safer in the long run for you. Um, and then as far as apps, yes, there are definitely um, apps and websites to help. One um, that we like to recommend is Think Dirty. And that's an app that you can take with you into the store and it, you can scan barcodes of products and immediately it pops up with a score between 0 and 10. 0 is the safest, 10 is the most toxic um, rating. And then it just kind of lists out all the ingredients with a rating beside each one. That's very helpful. The only thing with Think Dirty is it's not the database is not complete. Of course, not every product is going to be in there. Um, and sometimes if the data is not full, it will not give a correct rating because um, not all ingredients, you know, some we have new ingredients on the market all the time. This is why it's always changing and it's good to stay up to date because uh, people are coming up with new preservatives or new ways to color their products, or, you know, and um, often they're not safe. But because we don't have the studies and the information on that, sometimes that information won't be up to date. So that's um, that is definitely a great, easy way when you need something fast in the store. The EWG also has an app called the Healthy Living app, and it's. Um, it's a little more reliable, I think, in ratings, um, but it has few, even fewer things in their data database. Um, but even better than the app is if you actually go to the EWG website, and they have um, they have a, da a database in there, uh, an ingredient database, and it escapes me the name at this time. Um, but if you just type in an ingredient name and EWG behind it, um, it comes up. And it will give you a score, what kinds of products you'll find it in, all of the um, pseudonyms for the, the ingredient, and then where it's concerned, like as far as is it a cancer concern, is it a bioaccumulative concern, is this allergy, an al is it going to cause allergy and allergic reactions, um, is it a hormone disruptor, and all of the actual real PubMed certified, whatever you want to call them, studies that go with all of this information. It's so helpful and useful um, because it's not just somebody's opinion and it's not just somebody's one experience. This is real science. So it's um, that is my preferred way. If I've encountered something I don't, I an ingredient I haven't seen before, I immediately go to the EWG and see what I can find about it. Um, so yeah, that those would be my tips and tricks. Go slow, get a couple of apps, and just take your time and find a community. Um, that's what we try to provide with Healthy Beautiful Woke is find like-minded people who have experience and they can send you right to it, right to a product to try. Um, that's really what's helped me. If I had to do all of this by myself, <laughs> it would be so overwhelming. But having people who are surrounding myself with people who have tried all these products and can say, this works for this, this works for that. Um, you know, this is a great company here with this product, but maybe they, they're a little, sh you know, they're using some ingredients that are questionable here. I mean, it's just good to have all that information right at your fingertips to, you can just ask somebody and somebody wants to help. These women are wonderful and they all love and care for each other. And, you know, um, we just have this great common goal and it's a beautiful community. Thank you so much for being here. We definitely learned so much from you and the links of everything that you are, were mentioned in the show are in the show notes. And if you guys have any more questions for Jamie, just go over to that Facebook group and she will be happy to help you. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It was an honor.
Man, that was a bunch of information. Isn't it crazy how many toxins are in stuff that most women use daily and that some companies use fancy terms to appear clean? I love that Jamie has dedicated herself to assisting with this green beauty movement. The best tips to take away from Jamie are to read labels on everything, don't assume what words on the front of packaging mean, and start out just replacing the things as you need them. And finally, utilize the Think Dirty app and the EWG website. Whether you want to take control of your body burden or just feel better, the Healthy Beautiful Woke Group is a great place to go and meet women also doing this. I hope this episode helped you realize how important clean living is and that you are able to use this to take control of your health. Until next time. What were some of your favorite tips? Head over to the Create Yourself community and let everyone know so you can get connected with others who are also just starting while getting advice from those who have been there, done that. For show notes and more, head over to www.sarahfegley.com. If there's someone you know who could benefit from this, invite them to join in. The more the merrier. Talk to you soon.